Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well... The Lakers answered the bell in game two. The uh, same could not be said of the Portland Trailblazers. This is a beatdown of epic proportions. It was not remotely close. And I think leaving this game, the question you have to ask yourself is, what did we actually learn in the first two games in this series? Now, I know that ultimately the score doesn't look atrocious, even though it was a 23-point loss. This game was not even as close as the 23-point loss would suggest because this was a pretty substantial royal beatdown by the Lakers. And they were able to rest a lot of their guys. If you just looked at the stats, if I had told you coming into this game, I said, hey, LeBron James is going to go for 10 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds in this game you would have been like, if you're a Laker fan, uh uh-oh. Like, if I could have looked into the future and I could have told you exactly how LeBron was going to perform, and those were the stats. He's going to play only 27 minutes. He's going to go 4 for 11 from the field. He's going to shoot 0 for 3 from 3, 10 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. You'd have been like, we're going to be down 0-2. Every single Laker fan on the planet if I had told you those details, you would have believed that your team was going to be in really, really rough shape. But Anthony Davis came out, set the tone, played pretty well. But I think overall, this was as much about the Trailblazers being bad as it was the Lakers being good. 
Finally, Damian Lillard looked human, only scored 18 points, one of seven from outside. The uh, the the shooting in general from C.J. McCollum wasn't good. Nurkic was very average at best. This Blazers team just didn't answer the bell and frankly looked like they were an inferior caliber opponent for the Lakers. Now, we'll see whether or not this is an aberration. It's hard to really forecast anything when every game is inside the bubble. I talked about this in hour one where it felt to me like the Blazers were playing as if they already had house money where you know you hope to steal one game from the opponent on their home court and if you can do that and you could flip the home court and you go back to Portland tied up 1-1 you'd be really excited except they're not going anywhere they're staying in Orlando and this felt like a old school NBA game when the home team can't afford to go down 0-2 and when Uh, The visiting team is already happy about having gotten a win. And so they're like, screw it. We're going to end up with a split. We'll see you in the the next city. And the same thing, by the way, could have happened with the Milwaukee Bucks, who came out and dominated against the Orlando Magic as well. So the end result here, to me, is even though the Clippers won game one, I think the Clippers may be under more danger from the Mavs based on how I've seen the Mavs play the first two games than I think the Lakers might be from the Trailblazers. I I think it's hard-pressed after watching this for very many people out there to feel like the Blazers are still going to win this series. means Adam Silver can go to bed and sleep a little bit better than he otherwise might have uh, when he was super nervous, I think it's fair to say, about how everything is shaking out there. So, That's the big takeaway, uh, I would say, for all the Houston Rocket fans out there. This has been a bit of a surprise that the Rockets, even without Russell Westbrook, are now up 2-0 and that they were in pretty strong control throughout this game as well and that James Harden didn't have to play out of his mind in order for that win to happen. And uh, the Heat are up 2-0 on the Pacers. Uh, Again, no big shift likely to happen in the series. And I was talking with Cousin Sal and Todd Furman uh, both of whom are on the uh, Fox Bet Live, used to be Lock It In with me daily. Hope you guys are enjoying some of our gambling talk. And what we were discussing is, I think, a big question. Will teams that are playing in the bubble be eager once they get down like 2-0 or 3-0 if they feel like they don't have a real chance to win a title? Will they just be like, okay, I'm ready to get out of this bubble? Like, how are the Pacers going to play going forward now that they're down 0-2? How about the Raptors, for instance, being up 2-0 on, uh, on, in, in their series? Like, how confident are you about any of the teams that are down 0-2 and how they're likely to play going forward? We'll see what the Pacers do. We'll see what the Thunder do. Uh, you know, when you have a split series, there's still a lot of uncertainty about what might happen. But the Nets are down 0-2, right? The Raptors have been fairly dominant in the bubble. If they win today in an early tip game and they're up 3-0, the Nets are already going to be packed. They're ready to get out of the bubble. And the same thing could be true of the 76ers. You could have two series that are pretty close to being over uh, before we're even hardly started in the NBA playoffs. By the time we come back on Monday, 
you could have a couple of different teams already eliminated getting ready uh, for the second round of the NBA playoffs. So I think that's a story that's worth paying attention to. The other story that I would say is worth paying attention to, and I appreciate you guys hanging out with us, is uh, I continue to be fascinated by the lies that are coming out of the Big Ten Conference. And in particular, when I talk about the lies that are coming out of the Big Ten Conference, I mean Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren claiming either that there was or wasn't a vote, uh, claiming that it's not safe for players to play, even though his own son is playing in the SEC this year, and the fact that there is no responsibility despite the fact that 13 of the 14 Big Ten presidents or chancellors are at public state institutions, meaning taxpayers all over the Big Ten states are paying for them. This is pretty wild to me, the way this is set up in general. And I want to give credit, and we talked about this a lot in the first hour of the program, and you certainly just heard us talking about it Uh, with Jeff Snook in the second hour of the program. And if you're just waking up, I'd encourage you to go download the podcast because you're not going to want to miss any of this because I think this is the smartest, most interesting discussion surrounding the Big Ten's decision to cancel college football anywhere in the country. But the players and their parents are becoming major advocates for their right to play college football this year. And in particular... There is an expectation, a planned protest anyway, and we're covering it at OutKick, of the Big Ten offices by the parents of the Big Ten football players. Now, what's interesting is Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, doesn't appear to be in Chicago at all. In fact, he appears to be in Minnesota. So I'm not sure who is at the league offices right now, But I am pretty confident that the lawsuit that has been threatened by the Nebraska parents has shaken the Big Ten to its core because they made a lot of demands in this letter that went public on Thursday night. And they are demanding a lot of documents be turned over to them by noon central on Monday or they're going to file a lawsuit. And I'm here to tell you I would be very, very surprised if the Big Ten is providing any of these documents, I think these Nebraska parents are going to be filing a lawsuit on Monday in federal district court in Nebraska. And I think, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, but I think one of the things they are going to request in that lawsuit is for the cancellation of the Big Ten season to be put on hold. And I think they're going to ask the judge to issue a temporary restraining order against the Big Ten's ability to cancel the fall football season. And I think they're going to seek an injunction that would allow the Big Ten players to actually play the fall football season. Now, it's a massive legal battle and who the judge is and what the judge's reaction is and how quickly the judge could issue a ruling on a request. And I'm not 100% sure because I haven't seen their lawsuit But I think that's going to be one of the things that they're going to request. And when the Nebraska parents file a lawsuit, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the other parents in some of these other states decide to do the same thing. Iowa parents, Ohio State parents, Penn State parents, maybe some Michigan parents. We're talking about hundreds of parents that disagree with Kevin Warren's decision. 
And those parents of Big Ten players are not asking for irrational, crazy requests. They're essentially just demanding that their sons have the same right that Kevin Warren's son has because Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, his son is playing in the SEC this fall. And so all the Big Ten parents are asking for is for their kids to have the same right to make a decision about whether to play or not that Kevin Warren's own son has as a result of playing in the SEC. And I keep thinking to myself, can you imagine the optics on Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, traveling down to the South to watch his son play college football this year after he's keeping all the other players in college football from playing. This is an unmitigated disaster for the Big Ten. And I think this is blown up in their face in a way they never anticipated and that it's likely to continue and get worse come Monday because I think the Nebraska parents are going to file that lawsuit on Monday. In the meantime, everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds and you already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know as well. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, best ones yet, six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds, so comfortable. In fact, they're perfect for conference calls, video chats, or binging podcasts. Plus, unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds, stylish and discreet, no dangling wires or stems. My wife has got these in her ears right now. She's on her Peloton. She loves them you will love them as well we got them for the kids also so that they can be riding in the car watching their ipad listening to their music instead of what mom or dad are listening to i know a lot of you do the same thing with your own kids and right now you can get 15 percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash outkick that's buyraycon.com slash outkick for 15 percent off raycon wireless earbuds buyraycon.com slash outkick when we come back got an interesting guest for you donald trump jr the president's son what's it like to be the president's son and is he as much in favor of sports being back as i am and many of you are we will discuss this is outkick the coverage with clay travis hey it's jonas knox and you know o'reilly auto parts you know o o o o'reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offer friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're joined now by a guy that is uh, turned into a warrior of sorts, and I bet he never would have anticipated that would happen. He is Donald Trump Jr., the son of the President of the United States. And if we had gone back in time, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on and getting up with us. My but boy. if we had gone back in time, uh, the Donald Trump Jr., and we had said, hey, your dad is going to be the president of the United States and you will be an active combatant on a day-to-day basis on Twitter. Would you have ever believed that was going to be the case? Like if you were setting odds on that a decade ago, what were the chances that you would have thought this would happen? 
I, you know, I'd have probably said pretty slim, uh, but it, you know, it's one of those things as you've watched sort of the evolution of our political system and things that are going on. Man, I'm grateful that he did it, that he stepped up, that he decided to say, uh, "Hey, uh, I've been throwing some stones from the sidelines for quite some time. Now we actually got to get in the game ourselves." And you can see the results because honestly, if where we were in 2016 and prior uh, was brought to us by those who are so experienced and know so much, we could use a lot less experience. Let me ask you this. So the night of the election, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've told this story before, but I just can't even imagine what it's like to be there as the election results start to come in and you realize, hey, we're going to win Florida. We're going to win Ohio. Looks like we may win Pennsylvania, Michigan. And all of a sudden, that is all kind of coalescing. Did you expect to win that night? Like when you uh, entered into election day, you woke up on election day morning What did you anticipate and what did it feel like as that day progressed? Kind of take me into that experience. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, we just didn't, we weren't going to leave anything uh, on the field, and so I mean, we, I got in from, uh, I guess it was New Hampshire at about uh, two or three in the morning, and I was my my first TV and hits were at uh, six a.m. Uh, yeah. I then did that all morning, and then I, I started getting on radio, and then in, in the afternoon we were just basically looking at data throughout the day and seeing where it is. So I was literally just cold calling into radio stations. I think I did forty-seven radio interviews. Oh my god. Uh, between like you know four and close of voting, so I sort of worked east coast to west coast with the time difference because basically it was seven seven thirty kind of uh, you know cut off. So I was like, okay, we're underperforming a little bit here. Like you know, I'm screaming like, get me on Sean Handy. I'm calling these guys that I know. Some of them you know on their personal cell phones. They're like, well, we're going off the air. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Stay on the damn air. Just get me on. We got to get people out. Like uh, it, it was sort of amazing. But yeah, it's like forty seven or forty eight in like a seven hour just straight you know window that afternoon. So you know it wasn't like okay it's election day i'll go cast a ballot and like we're done like we weren't done until we were done um and so i did that till basically you know sort of 10 o'clock uh, east coast which was you know seven o'clock west coast when everything was pretty much shut down then i went to go watch with the family and uh you know it was interesting clay like i i didn't have like the normal reaction to like uh you know winning i i think when you'd been in the sort of the political process you know business was just so different the political side was so vicious so crazy so you sort of feel like a caged animal for two years of just getting crapped on there's nothing you can do that's right there's nothing you know and so the emotional frequency the up down is like every five minutes it's it's nuts and so when it was pretty apparent you know that we had won at least on paper like i actually got no joy out of it because i'm like no 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 they're, they're going to play some sort of game. They're going to do all the crap, and it turns out I was right. They're going to do all the crap that they claimed, you know, that we were going to do when we were inevitably going to lose. Um, you know, and so when John Podesta got on the stage and said, you know, we're going to – we'll talk about this tomorrow. Let's see. I was like, there it is. Like, I knew it. These bastards, that's the game they're going to play. Uh, you know, they're going to contest it. They're going to do – you know, it turns out they end up contesting it just in a different way uh, for the last four years. But – you know, I, it was sort of funny. I was happier that I sort of nailed it, that I'd figure it out the game, uh, as opposed to actually winning, which is pretty sad. What's wild is, and I don't know if there's been a ton of talk about it, but I'm sure you've started to think about it a little bit, at least in your mind. The way that we're setting up for November 3rd is most people tune in the night of the election and they expect, even if it's late, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. on the East Coast, whatever it might be, that we've got a definite winner by the time that election night is over. The odds of that happening this year, it seems to me, you may disagree, are actually pretty low. 
I think we're going to have to steel ourselves for potentially weeks of uncertainty, a little bit reminiscent maybe of what happened in 2000 for my listeners who are old enough to remember the Bush v. Gore battle. In your mind, are you kind of stealing up for that as well in that you're not necessarily going to get a verdict on election night, even though that's kind of the way in our minds we anticipate that we will? Yeah, you know, my understanding is that the other side, you know, they're, they're basically just staffing up lawyers to try to, I mean, that's that's where their focus is. I don't think they can win on the merits, but they can win by try, sort of playing games later on, in my opinion. And so, you know, I, I imagine they will do whatever they can. You see sort of the push for the mail-in ballots. Like, you know, any system that's been proven uh, to be ripe with fraud, the Democrats are all for if they think it can break in their favor. Uh, you know, they're on the record saying those kind of things. So you can see the gamesmanship already being played. You know, I don't think they can meet or match our ground game that we've been setting up for a while there's not much enthusiasm for biden so you know well if they can't win there let's just try to figure out how to do it in the legal battle and we can staff up there i'm expecting that there will be a hundred million people plus watching these debates in other words i think it's going to be super bowl like in terms of the audience because as you just mentioned there's been so much pent up you know inability to go out and campaign joe biden hasn't been able to yeah. go out on the road which probably for his side they're happy about your dad By the way, there, there's never been a candidate in the history Who's, who him and his team, in the history of politics, who are thrilled uh, that they have an excuse to stay in their basement, who are thrilled that the American people don't get a chance to see him up close and personal because it never seems to work out when he opens his mouth. So the flip side, your dad and, uh, and the Trump campaign would certainly much prefer to be out a lot more active than you've been able to yeah. be over the past several months. So all of that sets the table for what I believe will be seismic viewership of the debates. Where will you watch them? Will you be present there physically? Have you even talked about it? And what do you expect to see? Well, uh, yeah, if, if I can be there physically, I'm obviously going to be there physically. And I mean, they, they were sort of amazing just to be there, uh, you know, the last time around, you know, when he's delivering, the, you know, the low energy stuff and or, you know, because you'd be in jail. I mean, my dad's just good at that. And, you know, and Joe Biden won't be. Now, the reality is this with the mainstream media, the way it is, you know, if Joe Biden shows up, if he collapses in the middle of the debate, you know, the media will say, he did an amazing job. It's incredible what Joe Biden was able to accomplish tonight. He really, you know, put it to Trump. I mean, so if he manages to, you know, just keep it even remotely together, uh, it will be impressive. I've heard because you know I live in New York City. I travel in some interesting circles, and a lot of people I know sort of go go in between sort of the circles politically. I mean, there's an I've been told there's an active push to basically make sure that Joe Biden does not show up for the debates because you know At all. They, they know he's up for it. I mean, you heard the quote I guess it was the other day that they said attributed to Obama, like basically. Don't ever underestimate Joe's ability to just screw something up, uh, you know, drastically. Uh, it, it's one of those things. So, you know, I, I imagine they're going to do whatever they possibly can to hide Joe Biden. You see it. I mean, they pull him when he's doing a TV interview. You know, second question. It's like it's not like you know they're 25 minutes into the thing. Second question. Uh, no, we got to go. We got to go because he can't remember the answer. Uh, you saw during the debates, the Democrat debates. Uh, all of a sudden, Joe Biden. Well, you know, I don't want to take up any more time, so I'll, I'll, I'll give back my time. I mean, that has literally never been done. I mean, I've never seen a candidate who's never gone over his time. But you saw he'd ramble for 45 seconds, realize he wasn't even remotely answering the question, forget where he was going all in all. And then it was like, oh, no, no, I just, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I just want to give everyone else a chance to answer, too. It's like, uh, so I, I hope they happen. Uh, I hope he doesn't try to, you know, welch out of them, though I imagine he will. Uh, and I've heard there's a big push to do that. And uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the reality is this. If he does that, I mean, you know, if you can't take on the guy whose job you want to take, like, how are you going to do against Putin or Xi 
or you know any other dictator around the world. How are you going to do against Iran? Um, it's sort of scary, but again, he, he can get the best of both worlds because of the nature of the media and the way that they'll play that. We're talking to Donald Trump Jr. I tell my, and I'm sure this is something that you've told your kids as well. I tell my kids, judge me by what you see me do as a dad on a day-to-day basis. They're young, 12, 9, and 5. And, uh, and I'm sure that when you become a public figure, that's a conversation you have to have with your own, your own kids. I bet it's one that your dad had with you. What do you think people would be surprised to know about your dad having grown up as his son that maybe doesn't come through on the public persona? You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, on it, I think you see his his personality, sort of his sense of humor is pr- pretty amazing. Like, I it, think he has a really uh, good sense of humor, but it doesn't seem like it really comes through in the same way. Like, I've heard that from a lot of people, and I thought on our interview last week, he was really pretty funny. And I don't think that it comes through in the same way, right? So you would say, like, your dad privately, pretty good sense of humor. Oh yeah, no, it's wild that way. But he also has, you know, I think the the, the major thing that you know probably, he, he, and it's you know his decision to sort of not show it out there. But it, he actually has a lot more empathy uh, than, than what he likes to portray. I think you know he was brought up by like an old school sort of Germanic guy, you know, lived the American dream, but like never finished high school. Started working yes. when his grand, you know, his father passed away. A physically a kid, so. tough upbringing. Just a tough, you know, just he didn't understand anything other than work. It was very sort of a, just a primal being that way, right? So, you know, I, I think my father looks at sort of the empathy side. Like, if I'm going to show that and I'm on a world stage and I'm, you know, uh, it, he doesn't like showing it because I think he looks at it as though others people perceive it as weakness and it hurts him from being able to negotiate a trade deal with China, for example, or, or whatever it may be. So, you know, it's interesting. He has that. As we you know, went through, you know, COVID, you know, I, I, you know, if I spoke to him, I get a call back. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's going like, this is the White House operator, or your father, and he's still in the Oval Office. You know what I mean? He, he's doing those things and fighting for those guys. I spoke to a friend uh, whose father was older with pre-existing conditions, passed away from COVID. Um, and I was like, he didn't actually know my father, but my father and the guy that passed away were, were, were pretty close. And so this is his son, and he goes, you know, your dad called me every day for three weeks. I was like, really? He called you every day for three weeks? Like, this guy was in tears that you know, the president of the United States would take, even if it was a couple minutes, just to check in each and every day uh, you know, of this thing. So you know, there's that side of him where it exists, but he, he does not like to show it to the American people or to anyone, and he never has. It's, sort of, you know, it's one of those uh, traits that's it's very prevalent, but the way he looks at it, uh, I wish it would manifest itself more uh, in real life. I think he'd actually help himself out. We're talking to Donald Trump Jr. Obviously, we have a big audience that is excited for sports to come back. And I've been probably the foremost person in all of sports media out there arguing that sports are important to come back for a sense of normalcy. Growing up with your dad and growing up uh, around sports, as I know you guys did, what does sports mean to your family? And what do you think it means to have sports back in this country uh, to be able to just watch them, put on your television, kick your feet up and have a beer? You know, it really is such a you know, just just a big part of America, and you're right. I think that that's the notion, and I, you know, I can't tell you know if, if some of this stuff's politically motivated because sort of not going back to normalcy allows you to instill some fear that can you know be used as political leverage. Uh, so it's pretty sad what's going on. I mean, you even see a lot of these college athletes. I mean, they don't. It's not like they have a a 20 year window to make a career. I mean, they got a small window. You're gonna say, oh, you're gonna say, now I get it. Chances are, if you're a collegiate athlete, you probably don't have too many pre existing conditions. You could do these things. You can do everything. 
I mean, you can take the utmost caution, but you know, let them play, man. Let you know, let them get out there and, and do what they do. Let them go. Let them do what they've been training their entire lives to do. Uh, you know, and don't squander a year um, a, again for a demographic that is, I, I I would imagine, basically as little susceptible as anyone could possibly be. I mean, these are athletes in the peak of their you know peak physical condition. They're probably fine. Uh, we're talking with uh, Donald Trump Jr. And it's a couple of things. I, I don't know if you saw the data coming out of Florida, but the data coming out of Florida basically reflects that their outbreak, as it were, is rapidly declining. The data that's been shared by Governor Ron DeSantis. Why do you mm-hmm. think the media has ripped the governors of Florida, of Texas, of Arizona? I bet you got a good answer. But also your dad, while they have lionized Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, you said you're in New York, you spent a lot of time there. New York and New Jersey have twice the death rate of the coronavirus of any country in the world. Florida, Texas, and Arizona have had a pinprick of it, right? Yeah, and ten and ten times the total deaths. I mean, it's sort of funny. I put up a meme because it's sort of sports related. You know, it was like, you know, Andrew Cuomo getting up on the podium for being fifty out of fifty, and like, you know, he's cheering and they're shaking, and you know, it shows him on the podium at fifty out of fifty, and it's like, because the literally he's done the worst has, job Andrew Cuomo has, has the way, with the coronavirus in the country. I mean, he killed probably more New Yorkers with just the decision to put the elderly back in nursing homes. The only thing, the only thing that everyone knew about corona from the outbreak was that basically if you're old and have pre-existing conditions, you're more susceptible. Like, this could actually be pretty dangerous to you, right? And he signs an executive order to send them all back into nursing homes, even if they're sick. Like, that was like 6,000 deaths, I believe. That's more than Florida together, and that's just that one incident. You know, New York's over, what, 40, 45,000 total? Uh, versus Florida at like five, uh, I, I don't understand, but that's the problem. Today's mainstream media, and you've seen this yourself, I'm sure, I mean, they have just abdicated their position as journalists to be activists. So, you know, rather than boast those who, you know, and boost those who have done a good job, hey, we'll boost Andrew Cuomo because, you know, he'll do a press conference during the day where he'll knock Trump, and that's good for us because we hate Trump. And, I mean, it's it's really insane. It's the same reaction like you have to hydroxychloroquine where, you know, now there's a Yale study, and there's numerous doctors, and there's a Henry Ford Clinic study that says, hey, this could save lives. You get it to people early, it's going to say it could save lives. By the way, it's a drug that's been approved by the FDA for 50 years, so it's not like it has bad effects. Otherwise, it wouldn't have gone through that process when it did. But the media, because Trump was hopeful that it could maybe work, it could maybe work prophylactically, it could save some lives. This is dangerous. You can't do it. You can't go on it. There's no way. It's a disaster. I mean, how much blood is on their hands for basically taking someone who has since passed that could have gotten on this and whose life would have been saved? Again, just using the statistics from the Yale study where, you know, or the Henry Ford Clinic study where, like, literally 50% of the people that got on it we're safe. Like it's it's mind boggling. Uh, but you know, again, we live in a world where the media isn't journalists anymore. They're not journalists. They're activists. And and you've seen that. You saw that for four years during the Trump administration, where literally there was not a single, not one economic metric where we weren't better off than under the Biden Obama administration before it. And yet you still had ninety six percent negative coverage of Donald Trump. I mean, that's pre COVID. Um, you know, TDS is real. Uh, the Trump derangement syndrome is strong with these people. Final question for you, and I appreciate the time. We're talking to uh, Donald Trump Jr. Um, When you look ahead to the fall, I know you're going to be speaking at the Republican uh, convention, uh, as it were. What is your role? What do you anticipate doing throughout the fall as Election Day gets closer and closer? 
Well, you know, I, I do what I do best. Uh, you know, I, I, I may not have a deep toolbox, but when you need a sledgehammer, it's a pretty handy tool. So that's sort of my thing. <laughs> you know, I, I took the, you know, the quarantine time. Uh, I, I took it to actually write a book because, like, you know, business, you couldn't go into business. You couldn't do anything. I was, I was locked away in my cabin, uh, and I, I wanted to look into, you know, Joe Biden. And, I mean, there's a 50-year career. I mean, this guy's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. You have the family graph, the son, the brother, the this. Uh, you have the bad decisions as it relates to China, which seems much more relevant now than even before, but the trade decisions. You have Robert Gates, Obama's own Secretary of Defense, literally saying that Joe Biden's been on the wrong side of every decision he's ever made in a half a century career. I mean, there's some amazing stuff, and the media is running him like he's this moderate on the outside. I mean, it's insane. So I, I actually took the quarantine time. I had like four months. I, I hired a researcher. I, I actually am self-publishing it because I was like, I wasn't sure I'd actually have time to finish it because I didn't know when these things were going to release. But I thought the American people have to see the other side, the story that isn't being told by the mainstream media who will, you know, give Biden literally billions in free cover-up uh, and boosting over the next, you know, 80-something days. And so I wrote a book. It's called Liberal Privilege, because we get to hear a lot about privilege these days. The one thing they don't talk about is liberal privilege, where you can basically say, do whatever you want. You can flip-flop however many times you want. Your son can take a billion five from China. It's not a problem. Um, these kind of things. And, you know, I just wanted to put it out in there. So I just, I did that. I, you know, put it up on my website. It's DonJr.com for those who want to pre-order. It'll be in uh, you know, in stores in a few weeks, but uh, for those who want to pre-order, D-O-N-J-R.com, you can check it out there. And really, anyone who's in an independent, even more so, should see this because they're not being told the full story. So my job is to get that full story out there. My job is to force them to talk about uh, the things that they don't want to talk about, about Joe Biden and his literally half-century failed Washington, D.C. swamp creature career. Thank you for the time, Don Jr., and uh, we will talk to you again, perhaps, on the show as well. Uh, thanks for the time, my man. Thanks a lot, Clay. I appreciate it. Have a good one. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends with you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I hope, I hope, fingers crossed, that our cardboard cutouts are going to be making an appearance in Dodger Stadium. If you haven't seen those already, Danny G, Roberto, and myself, we actually, I've been getting made fun of on Fox Bet Live over the fact that, uh, that I told them that we were going to have cardboard cutouts. And in fact, they were putting my cardboard cutout up during the show yesterday. We don't have a, uh, a television show this afternoon, by the way. Uh, we've been bumped for, I think, a live baseball game. I think. I'm not even sure what's on exactly instead of us. But I hope that this weekend you guys are going to be able to play Where's Waldo and find out where exactly our cardboard cutouts are. You can follow us on Twitter and tag me at Danny G Radio. Uh, you can tag at Clay Travis and, uh, and let us know if you're a Dodger fan, you happen to be watching the games this weekend 
and you see us. I hope all of you are going to have fantastic weekends. We've had a loaded week of shows again. And I encourage you guys to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss out, miss a single moment. Later today, uh, Dub and I are going to have another Wins and Losses podcast exclusive guest. But Alex Berenson was our guest earlier this week. And on Monday show, we need to play, Dub, like, uh, make sure that we do this and we don't forget to do it. We need to play like 15 minutes of Alex Berenson because I got such good feedback from the podcast that we did with him. And uh, and so uh, we're going to have another guest that we're taping later this afternoon. Should be up for you for Saturday. Maybe you got a long drive ahead of you this weekend. Maybe you got some different events. You're going to be in the car. Maybe your kids are back playing sports. Who knows what might be going on, but you need to sign up for the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything at all. So as we go into the weekend, as you know, on Fridays, I try to give you a reason for optimism from the world of sports. Uh, and I think there are a ton right now in the world of sports. In particular, infections from the coronavirus in the NFL are down to basically a handful. After all of the negative talk from so many people about how playing the NFL was crazy, about how it was uh, it was totally not going to work, the NFL, to their credit, Roger Goodell and company, have put in place a great plan that seems to be keeping almost everybody very, very safe. And uh, we are well into training camp now, and there are only a handful of players that are testing positive for the coronavirus. That means that the individual safety precautions that have been undertaken by the NFL teams are working splendidly so far. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be some positive test during the course of the season. That's certainly going to happen. This is a virus. You can't stop it from spreading. But I am wildly optimistic that we are going to be able to have a full NFL season by and large without having to have a ton of issues associated with that. Also, I know the Mets have issues right now, but in general, Major League Baseball, almost all 30 teams are back I thought we were going to have all 30 teams back this weekend. We talked about it with John Morosi yesterday. But instead, at the last uh, possible moment, basically, we got some positive tests from the Mets. And so we'll see what exactly ends up happening with the Mets. But there's no longer any question about whether the Major League Baseball season is going to finish. And that is moving in a very positive direction. And look, I have told you guys from the get-go Since last week, I have been fighting as hard as I possibly can to try to ensure that there is a college football season. And I have been pulling out all the stops. We had the governor of Florida. We had the governor of Texas. Had the governor of Tennessee. We had the uh, president of the United States all on to argue that they think playing a college football season is important. And I'm here to tell you, I am very, very optimistic as we head into the weekend now, that we are going to have a college football season. I'm not sure 100% every game is going to get played or how exactly it's going to finish, but I am very, very optimistic about where we're headed and how this is all going to shake out. In fact, on September 3rd, South Alabama is playing against Southern Miss. That is just a little over 13 days. 13 days from now, the college football season will have officially begun 
And I think you guys are as excited as I am about it being back. Love all of you. Thank you for supporting OutKick and making uh, so much fun to do this show and for the continued rapid growth that we are showing. We're going to read some of the five-star reviews, I promise, for you next week. Make sure you go review the podcast. Give us five stars. If Danny G reads your podcast review live on the radio, then you will get an autographed copy of my most recent book. And I encourage all of you to go give us five stars. Thank you for all the support you've shown to this program. Again, we'll have a special wins and losses for you headed into the weekend with a new guest. I'm going to be doing more and more of those podcast specials as we move closer and closer to NFL kickoff and college football kickoff and all of the cornucopia of sports we've been able to enjoy. Enjoy the Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, MLS, whatever your sport of choice is, PGA, you name it. Enjoy it. Thank you for hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's jonas knox all right game off we got to pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you already talked about that but there's just so much good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!